Welcome to the Dietitian's Dish Podcast. We are Gina and Nicole, two dietitian mamas and good friends living in Ohio and Michigan. This is a podcast dedicated to making whole family wellness more fun and less stressful. Whether you're listening in the car or slumped on the couch with a glass of wine, welcome. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us. I'm Nicole. And I'm Gina. And today we are dishing up our first in a series on self-care, today being on mom guilt, the topic of mom guilt or parent guilt. Uh, But first, a little catching up. Gina, what's going on? Okay, a few things. So we're recording this the day after the 4th of July. Of course, it's the 5th of July, which, you know, it was kind of nice having the 4th of July fall on a weekend because then Mm -hmm. you get the 4th, 5th of July off. I was thinking about next year, it's going to be on a Monday. So I'm I'm just going to have to take off Tuesday, which is probably what most people do. But it was kind of nice how it fell. We had a, you know, because generally speaking now, we go to the fireworks at night and the kids don't get to bed till 11. And that's what happened last night. And it was fine. Generally, it would be it would be fine, too, because they wouldn't have school the next day. Uh, but Paige had zoo camp this morning. And if you've been a longtime listener, you know about Paige's social anxiety. I would classify it as social anxiety. She does really well after a while being in groups. Like she does fine in school. but it definitely takes her some time to warm up to situations. And when I say time, it takes her about an hour to warm up to new kids. And then it takes her a few days to warm up to new classes. So when I bring her to school in the fall, it'll probably take her about a week to really uh, warm up to the idea of waking up and actually going to school without crying. So today I dropped her off at zoo camp. There were tons of kids and she always tells me, mom, if there's more than four four kids, like I'm going to cry. <laughs> That's what she says to me. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, oh, wow, there's going to be probably like a hundred kids at this zoo camp. Now, granted, they're all in different groups. So she was in the moose group and I believe there's 15, 10 to 15 kids in her, in her group. She also has a buddy, her best friend, Quincy, that she went, uh, she's going to zoo camp with. But they do have each other, which I thought would really be helpful. I don't know if it was much help. I mean, it certainly was. I shouldn't say that. It definitely helped, but it didn't help as much as I was hoping it would. So she cried. And then they have a shirt to give her that they all have to wear the same shirt, which I understand so they can kind of keep track of them because the zoo is also open. And this shirt is huge on Paige. And she's very particular about her clothes. And she's like, I'm not wearing this. <laughs> I'm like, you have to wear it. Oh, gosh. So I'm probably going to have to do some, I don't know sewing, which I don't sew. I'm going to have to figure out a way to to fix the shirt tonight when she gets back because she's got it the rest zoo camp the rest of the week. And so, yeah, so we had a long day yesterday, a long and fun filled day of fireworks and food and lots of other kids. And then this morning was zoo camp, which was just it made me anxious. Like I don't have social anxiety, but I felt I felt her anxiety. I could feel it like permeating my body. So so she's currently there. She's currently there. I had to rip the bandaid. She was sobbing when I left and I just had to leave. Uh, I couldn't, I mean, I wanted to stay with her, but you know, I can't do that. And, and I always say to myself, why don't I ever see any other kids crying? And I think the reason is because most, I don't think all, but most parents who have kids with such social anxiety, they don't sign their kids up for stuff like this. Because trust me, I was tempted when, when Quincy's mom asked me about it, I was tempted to say no for that very reason. But we can't do that. She has to face her fears. So as, as hard as it is for me and for her and for Nick, and Nick is feeling it too, 
she has to do it. You know, I'm, I can't just sign her up for private everything. You know, she has to face life. And uh, we've got counseling for her actually starting. She'll get three art therapy sessions for her social anxiety starting actually this month, next week. So I'm excited about that. And I'm hoping that will at least help her as she enters first grade in a new school with all new, all new students. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So what about you, Nicole? What's, what's new? Uh, so my birthday was Friday. So yeah. going in, I took Friday off, had the four day weekend today. We had, we were going to do like the boat and we're like, you know, I think we just need like a catch up at home day. I think it's t- after 10 AM, this TV's still on. I'm like totally okay with it. I'm like, you guys just need to veg out. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been just not a crazy weekend, but just summery and fun. And I had an awesome birthday. It was, it was just great. I don't know. It was Good. perfect. Yeah. I did brunch with some girlfriends and then it was just kind of perfect timing that my in-laws were coming into town. Um, Piper was at daycare. She opt, she wanted to go. We kind of gave her the choice. Do you want to stay home? Cause Shay did not have camp. Um, and it was a holiday for Mark. So Mark and Shay went boating to, just to go fishing and Piper went to daycare uh, my in-laws were flowing into town just as we were finish- finishing up brunch, like right there on the river. So mm-hmm. we literally rolled out of brunch and me and my girlfriends all got on the boat with Shay and Mark and then my in-laws. So we took this like nice little boat ride. It was just perfect. Nice. And then what? To- oh, I had a massage in the afternoon and I was leaving my massage and I got a like a Microsoft Teams message. I have Teams from work on my phone and it was a picture of these beautiful flowers. And they were like, hey, these are at the office and I, um, they are for you. And I it was from um, a new member on my team at work. So that was really oh. sweet. So I swung by work, picked those up. And then um, what did we do that evening? Oh, we just we had jets delivered to a brewery and just hung out, just the family. It was really fun. It was like perfect. Oh, jets pizza. Okay. Yeah, I had like my girlfriend time. I got out and did the boat, like I love to do. Yeah, it was just yeah. like it was perfect. And then I knew I was like I had three days to enjoy afterwards too. Nice. So yeah, it was just a good birthday. However, so I just turned thirty six. The day after my birthday. My, I have this pain in my right foot, Achilles. I have like tendonitis on the top. I, there was no like event, but I have been hobbling ever since oh. then. And so th- this is going to be like the third day in a row that I haven't worked out. Um, oh. oh, I even did yoga the morning of my birthday. Yeah, it was perfect. Like I did like all the things that I, it was just a great birthday. I don't know. Nice. But now I'm awesome. in pain. Uh. And then super randomly. So Piper and, and Shay were taking swim lessons, like all spring, winter, mm-hmm. everything to kind of prep for the, just the summer. And hopefully they could be more independent in the pool that would allow Mark and I a bit more like leisure. And Mark and I, at their, our pool, you have to swim from the length of the pool without touching the sides or the bottom. And you have to be able to go under the rope that separates like the deep end without yeah. touching the rope. And we had kind of said, you know, Piper had shown some interest in doing it. And we said, oh, well, by the end of summer, like she should she should be ready. Well, she was insistent last week. She's like, I want to do it. And girlfriend did it. I was so proud of her. So at four, yeah, she swam the length of the pool and it was cute. We had like all of our friends there. They were just like cheering her on. So that was really exciting for Piper. And I'm glad I got to be there for it. So that was cool for her. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I just remembered on our, on your birthday on Friday, we went to a wedding. So I had, I had the day off as well. And our friends picked us up in a Bentley. Have you ever ridden in a Bentley? No, can't say. The car costs, I think more than our house. Um, (laughs) I was like, what the, <laughs> like, our friends are just crazy, but it was, it was pretty awesome. 
that car is, uh, I would never buy one. I could never afford one, but I just, I don't get it. I'm sitting there like, what? I, the, the car is nice. I mean, it's amazing, but <sighs> I just can't fathom having so much money that you could spend that much money on a car. I just yeah. don't get it. But hey, you know, to each their own. My friend does not own the car, but it's a long story. Anyway. All right. So before we begin, just a quick favor to ask. If you like this podcast, please write us a review. Reviews on iTunes are everything to us and they really help us reach more people. So of course, we'd appreciate it so very much. Yeah. And today's show is the first in a self-care series. So Gina and I wanted to do kind of these quick, um, fun episodes to bring a fourth episode each month. Um, which is a stretch for us, just time and all of that. But we're hoping that you find them meaningful. So once a month, we'll be focusing on a new area of self-care. We know life gets super overwhelming for all of us. And that sense of just getting lost in the sea of to-dos, worry, anxiety just seems inevitable at times. So we want to focus self-care, you know, just described as the active process of making your body and mind a pleasant place to inhabit by filling your own cup first, which ensures that you have enough to give others. So kind of the whole like airplane thing, like you put your oxygen mask on first uh, so that you can help other people. Self-care is a huge topic with lots to unpack. And so we're doing it a topic at a time. Today, we're talking about mom guilt or perhaps more appropriately, parent guilt. Uh, I describe it as that perpetual feeling that as a parent, you're not doing things right, I'm using air quotes there, or perhaps making decisions that may negatively impact or affect your child or children. Just so much going on there. Um, so we'll just kind of discuss kind of back and forth a couple questions here. Starting with Gina, can you think of a time that you felt an overwhelming sense of guilt uh, on a parenting topic or decision, or perhaps a season in life where you felt just simply inadequate as a mom? Okay, so as I'm answering these questions, I, I can't help but go back to when you were at our house and my brother was there and you told me and the rest of the group that I have no empathy. <laughs> oh my gosh, I actually felt okay. really bad. No, it's okay because I, I, I do have empathy, first of all. I'm not like a sociopath, but <laughs> <laughs> I would say I, I very rarely feel parent guilt. So as I'm answering these questions, I think I give myself a lot of leniency and I'll, and I'll kind of, so, so to answer the question, when I drop off my kids every day at school, I don't have guilt dropping them off, but I start to think about sometimes when I do have guilt and that is when I pick them up at night. So as I drop them off, I'm already thinking about how, okay, well, I don't feel guilty now. I know they're going to have a, a great time at school. They need this social interaction. They, they enjoy it. But I know the next time I see them, I'm going to be rushing through the evening, trying to get dinner ready, get them in the bath, you know, give them some some attention at some level, get them ready for bed, get them in bed by eight so they can wake up at 630 in the morning. Our nights are so rushed. I do feel guilt at the fact that every part of my day with the kids in the morning and at night are rushed. Yeah. Uh, and I would say I especially feel guilt. And I know you're going to talk about this when when I have on my to-do list that night or that, that afternoon when I pick them up, cooking a meal, which I generally only do twice a week, if that, <laughs> lately I will, tell, I will say, I'll talk about that, uh, podcasting or anything extra. Like if I go get my hair cut, I obviously feel extreme guilt then when I'm doing things for myself during a time when I'm, you know, 
quote unquote, supposed to be with my children who I haven't been with all day. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that can sometimes get a little overwhelming. Uh, so what about you? Mm-hmm. And I know you have empathy, Gina. It came out so wrong. Your mom's standing there and your mom's like, oh my gosh, this girl's <laughs> ruthless. But they were laughing. <laughs> I know what you meant. You didn't mean it like, Gina, you have no empathy. But my brother, we were, we were comparing me to my brother because my brother and I are very similar. But I think he is more, he has more, um, he, and again, even me saying it out loud, it doesn't sound great. I was going to say he cares more about other people's feelings, but I do care. He just cares very deep. Like it will mm-hmm. get, he, he got a new dog and it was barking and he was, <laughs> he couldn't, he was so concerned about the neighbors. Like it was ruining him. He called me crying. Like I'm not like that. So anyway, we're, we're going off on a tangent. I totally knew what you meant. And um, yeah, so it's, it's fine. I was not at all offended. I think I clawed my way back from that one with some. You did. You, you just, um, you are really good at setting boundaries and you're like, it is what it is. Like, move on. Take me as yeah. I am. Like that is yes. just Gina. Thank I think you. you are unapologetic in ways where people are more apologetic, but I don't know that they should be, I guess. I think you are good at that. And I'm, I'm picking up on some of this and I'm, I'm trying. Um, okay, thank you. Cause I ooze empathy. Like it just drips for me. Um, and okay. Yeah. So mom guilt, I totally agree with you. I have, unlike you, I have no shortage of mom guilt. Um, but I will say the evenings, things that tend to pull me away, those things most often being hockey, tennis, podcasting, book club, just social things in general. Um, this week, I'm coaching women's, uh, I'm helping coach a women's hockey drill. Um, so yeah, all those things that pull me away. I will say what I do to combat that is I really, I try and look at the week ahead and I budget like one to two nights where I'm going to like be away. And mm-hmm. to that, I try and balance it in other ways. So if I know I'm going to have book club, I won't, I'm not going to cook that night one because I'm eating out. So I can then bank up that time that I would normally spend in the kitchen, perhaps engaging with my kids more intentionally. Um, I do have guilt over having an after-school babysitter Monday through Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so that our daycare ends at three o'clock. I'm not available. So we hire somebody to pick our kids up and I save that time kind of schlopping them from one place to the next mm-hmm. um, again, so I can get more organized and I can, yeah, focus on our time together. Um yeah. And, and so we opt for that over after school care, but yeah, I have no shortage of mom guilt. Yeah. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, I really do. So if you're being honest, Gina, do you find that you compare yourself or parenting abilities and strengths to other parents? Yeah. And I'll be completely honest here. I really do not find myself comparing my parenting style or our parenting style to other parents. Uh, you know, I truly know that what I really all that I see as far as, far as other parents is like the parents of my friends, like my, my friends. Okay, I'm sorry. The parents of my children's friends it being parents or my friends who are parents. And they're all in the same boat as we are. And I know that on every level. Otherwise, I'm comparing myself to what I see on social media. And I know because I do it, they're only posting the best moments. So I really cannot base any comparison on social media. It's just not the truth. So I know, and I also, I I feel very good knowing that I'm doing the the absolute best that I can do as a mom. 
I cannot give anything, anything else. So I, I think maybe I, I would feel a little bit guilty if I knew that I could do better. But at this point, I'm doing, I'm doing what I can and I know it's my best. I do have a little bit of a fear in the back of my mind that this might change as far as comparison to other parents when my kids actually get into school school because they've been going to a daycare slash preschool slash they do a kindergarten class type school for the past four years. I haven't actually ingrained myself in the suburb school where I live yet. And that's going to start this year. So things might change. And and I kind of expect that they will, uh, but I'm, I'm going to be ready for that and um, hopefully maybe seek help when I start, when I start noticing that I'm comparing myself because I don't want to be that parent. I, growing up, I will say my biggest opportunity that I never realized I had was I was always comparing myself to my friends, not necessarily comparing like as a person, but you know, comparing the way we looked, the way we dressed, the way their parents were jealous of the parents who are the, my friends whose parents didn't work. Oh, so many comparisons. So I strive not to do that and for my kids not to do it either, but it is so, so hard. So we'll see what happens when they get into to elementary school and start actually going to public school. Mm-hmm. What yeah. about you? Oh, I definitely compare. I would say mm-hmm. that for me, like the mom gene that I'm probably missing most is details. Um, when it comes like, I always think of birthday parties. Like mm-hmm. I, my kids have not actually had like a legitimate birthday party. The only party that they've ever had was at a brewery where we invited all the other parents. And it was like as much about the parents as it was about the kids. Like, mm-hmm. and I don't mean that. I do mean that a little bit selfishly because I get like invites from all their friends at school. There's like 24 kids in the class. I don't know these people. Like I'm, I, this is like just me, but I'm not going to go to somebody's house. I've never heard my kids mention the kid's name. Oh yeah. I don't know the parents. Like what am I supposed to bring as far as a gift? Like it just, it feels all just forced and just it just doesn't feel authentic with me I'm much more like our kids have been raised like in a very tight-knit group of people that they've they've been at the same school right so like their friends are are kind of our friends and so the birthday parties have kind of been more just like a little get together like just very casual I would say I'm not I'm just not an all-out mom in that way I'm, I'm not mm-hmm. the goodie bag mom I'm not the mm-hmm. The I'm going to organize, you know, pin the tail on the donkey like that's just not me. But I really do recognize how much my kids value that in the parties that they go to. So I want I want to be more like that. But I I would say the details. I always say some of my friends really like sleigh momming. They want they're like the PTO moms, you know, again, all out for birthdays and even like play dates. But it's just not me. So I know I have to kind of work in that way and also know that I have some friends that are like Instagram moms. Like they are just tearing it up in the mom realm. And that's just mm-hmm. not me. Like I can't compare to that. Um, yeah, I oh, wait. know. What do you mean by they're like they're Instagram moms? What do you mean by that? Oh, I mean, I have one friend and love her to pieces. She has an amazing a Halloween party every year. I mean, she takes the marshmallows and is like sticking pretzels in them and putting eyes on them. And like everything is themed and she has like gold something in like the adult cocktails to make them potions. And I mean, every detail is just thought out. Like the food is so beautiful that you almost 
just don't want to eat it. And I yeah. walk in and I'm like, I brought food, fruit salad. You know, like I just feel inferior the second I'm there. And she does not mean it. She is the most gracious person ever. I, it, this is me, right? This is me imposing mom guilt on myself. It's it's sure. not her at all. Um, yeah. I, yeah. She's also the mom. Like I just, I she, goals, right? Like she comes to the pool and there's adult swim. Like every hour there's adult swim for 15 minutes. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, go play on the playground. Like you guys are fine. And she like whips out the like sticker by number and colors and she's got effort. Like she's just always prepared. I'm like, yeah, I'm here and I'm not screaming. Like to me, this is a win. Um, <laughs> like she's so th- when it comes to the end of the school year, like she's organizing gifts for the parents. Like she's just on top of everything. And sometimes yeah. I think my mom guilt comes from, I do a really good job at my job. I work really hard at work. And I feel like sometimes at like after work, my, my, my mind is just like a big, like marshmallow. Yeah. I have a couple of things to say about that. One, I think it's good because I'm, I'm a lot like you, Nicole. I truly am not. I'm not the person bringing the games to the pool or putting <laughs> pretzels and marshmallows. I do have a husband, though, who is like that. And so maybe that's why it works. Because, like, for example, we had a, um, a July 4th party yesterday and I was ready to just order pizza, get out the pool and the slip and slide and call it a day. He's like, we're going to make brisket. I'm going to make banana pudding. We're going to get sparklers. We're going to get... <sighs> Uh, water balloons. We're going to blow up the pool. We're going to put a tent over it. We're going to get flip cut. I'm like, oh my, that's where I get overwhelmed. Like I need simplicity. And, but you know what? As long as he's not going to ask me to, you know, do a lot to help if he wants to do it. So be it. Uh, I do sometimes though feel a little bit of mom guilt when I, you know, my kids have a booger or something. I don't have a Kleenex and the, the person next to me is like, oh, I've got a Kleenex. I'm like, yeah, I just don't, I don't, I don't carry stuff like that or baby wipes. I don't ever think to do that. So sometimes I do feel a little bit inferior, but again, Nick does it. Nick's like the mom. (laughs) Of course, dads can be like that too. I shouldn't say that, but yeah. And I also want to say it's good to have friends like that because I will tell you when we go to the park and my friend has a whole bag of snacks and drinks, I don't feel bad being like, Hey, can my kids have some of that? Because I know they're my friends for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh and then gosh. also going to their parties. That's awesome. Like if we don't have to do the party every year and our friends are willing to do a Halloween party or whatever, and we're going to go and have fun and just have to bring one side dish. Heck yeah. I'm not going to be jealous. I want to be thankful. So that's oh, how I'm I so think you are so funny. <laughs> I, I, I am thankful. And that's, you're not thankful. And that's not what I meant. Yeah, that's not what I meant. I didn't mean that you're not thankful. I meant just like, I don't even think twice about like, yes, you're doing the party. You're going to do all that stuff. My kids are going to have a blast. I don't even, I would not do that. So I appreciate you doing it done. Um, And that's, I think that's how we must be different. So funny. <laughs> no, I love it. That's great. Um, Love it. Love it. All right. So you and I both work full time outside the home. Has this fact ever caused you mom guilt? Oh my gosh. Absolutely. I will say, especially coming from, although I think sometimes this can be different. So I had two full-time working parents. And so I think a lot of times I'll talk to people who work full-time and their spouse works full-time and they say, well, you know, my mom stayed home or my dad stayed home. So I feel guilty that we both work. Well, I'm kind of the opposite because my, both of my parents worked full-time too. And, but I remember I didn't like it. And I think there was a couple of reasons that I didn't like it. Well, first of all, I was an only child for 13 years. So that made it a little bit difficult. So I was kind of on my own a lot. And I did not like that. 
Uh, but also I, I was always jealous of the kids and I kind of alluded to this a little bit, but whose parents were active in school and generally those, you know, moms and dads it was generally moms. I'm going to be honest, were active in school because they didn't work. And I just remember being so jealous. Like my mom's at work right now. She could be here helping with the Halloween party and just being, I was upset. And, and I don't know when that changed. I feel like that, that lasted quite a while, maybe even up probably up until about middle school when I was kind of like, okay, well, I'm glad my, my mom's not here. Like I was thankful of that at that, at that point, but up, in, up through elementary school, I, I was very upset that my mom never came to the school parties or whatever it was going on. I will say I'm, I have, I'm very thankful because my job is a lot different than my mom's and my dad's jobs were in that my job is very flexible. And if there's a PTO event or a party, I'm going to go maybe not all the time. And especially not if my kids don't want me to, but if I can go or if I can do whatever it is to help parents night, parents, this parents that I, I, my, I'm going to strive to be a part of that. However I can, uh, because again, I have a much more flexible job than my parents ever did. Uh, let's see. I, I will also say another reason. So yes, I have mom guilt about it, but at the same time, I know that I'm a happier person and a better mom because I work. I, and I learned that two times. One, during my maternity leave, I just wasn't happy. I enjoyed it for the first, I would say six weeks, but the second six weeks, I was honestly ready to go back to work. Uh, I really appreciated having all that time. Obviously looking back, I'm just very thankful that I had that time, but I was, I, I'm just not a stay at home mom type of person. And I think even if I was, I would still want to work maybe part-time. And that's probably ultimately my goal in life is to work part-time. I wish I could work less. So I, I say I'm not a stay-at-home mom, but I do enjoy being home and like doing stuff around the house and not feeling stressed, you know, because I have to work 40 hours a week or more. But in the, but in the long run, I think I'm happier working. And I honestly think I'm a better mom because I work. So I have to remind myself that almost daily. <laughs> did you say two times and that was one or that was two? Wait, did I say, say that again? <laughs> I thought you said there was two times. Oh, I probably did. I don't. Two times where I, so I think. You said maternity that, that leave. I, that, oh, two times. Oh yeah. I'm sorry. Yes. So maternity, you're, thank you. Thank you. you I did say two. <laughs> maternity leave and COVID. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because now during COVID, it was a little bit different. So there were about six weeks total. I'm sorry. After the initial March and April madness of, of 2020, there were about six weeks after that where Maybe someone got sick in school, so we had to quarantine. That was absolute torture for me. Now, granted, it was different because we really, we couldn't do anything. We had to stay at home. It was, it was torture, torture. It would be, it'd be much better being a stay-at-home mom without COVID, like if you can do stuff. But I still, I just, I just didn't enjoy it maybe as much as maybe some parents would. So yeah, that was, that was my second time. Maternity leave and COVID. <laughs> yeah. My mom always likes to remind me that when, because I, I wanted my, both my parents worked full time as well. And my parents were not super involved in my school because of that. Um, and I, my mom reminds me all the time that I said, I would never pay somebody to raise my children, that I would be a stay at home mom. And she repeats this uh -huh. to me all the time. And I'm like, ha, ha, ha. People have said that to me too before. That you used yeah. to say that as well. No, I can remember I, when I had Paige, I remember someone saying to me, you're going to stay home, right? You're not going to pay someone to watch your children or to raise your children, essentially. And I would, I just ignored her. I'm just like, I just walked away. I couldn't believe she said that to me. Yeah. 
This and was at work. This was no one that. I work with, but no, no, absolutely not. I mean, it's, it's highly 20, inappropriate. It's the, you know, it's a 21st century. I'm sorry, but things have changed. Yeah. No, right? I agree. I, yeah, I didn't feel, I, I probably felt, uh, you know, a little, a little bit of guilt when she said that. Like I, I started thinking about it like, oh yeah, I am essentially paying someone else to raise my, not really raise my children, but there was yeah. a time and you have where there was, you know, Jenny, our sitter was with our, my kids longer than I was each week. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, that, that was hard to think about, but I, yeah, I, I tried not to think, feel guilty about it. Yeah. I'm sure there were, there were times when I felt more guilty than, than others, but overall, yeah, yeah I, I just know I'm a better, a better mom and a better person working. I think the peak of my mom guilt around working was when I returned to work after Shay. I was in a very demanding role with a 30 minute commute. I also returned to work like the first Monday after the in the new year, whatever it would have been 2017, I guess. No, 2015. Um, And I vividly remember being outside the daycare. They opened their doors at seven. I think I was there at 655 in blizzard conditions, ready to shove my three-month-old into their arms, like all the emotions, right? I had a 30-minute drive in good conditions up to my job where I had a leadership meeting at eight o'clock. I hooked my, I handed over Shay, hooked myself up to the breast pump in the car, pumped on my way, white-knuckling it to work, you know, probably made like, you know, I was just like shooting powder into these like, you know, like bottles. Like I, I'm sure I wasn't <laughs> producing any milk. Show up to work late because of the weather conditions. And I remember my boss looking at me like, you've got some gall to show up after maternity leave late. And I I just remember I was like, I'm done. I was like, I'm done. If he knew what I had gone through to make it to work five minutes late, like there was nothing more in my power I could have done. You know what I mean? To make it there on time. And it was a few short months later that I did resign and I took a part-time position at my current employer. And so I actually worked part-time for Shay's like first year plus. And um, but yeah, so I started there when Shay was seven months old. So I only made it four months um, working full-time when Shay was a baby. And then when Piper was arriving, which my girls are only 23 months apart, so it was like just over a year later, I accepted a full-time role, <laughs> a leadership role. So I had some guilt that I was going back to work full-time with Piper. Yeah. I was like, okay, so I'm going to have two kids now and I'm going to be working more. Um, so I have some guilt about that for sure. sure. But I will say I am a better mom because I work. I feel that yeah. way at least. Yeah. All right, Gina, do you have any guilty feelings that come from the amount of screen time your kids get or perhaps if they're given your phone or tablet in a public place? Yeah. You know, honestly, I, I we go through phases where the kids get a lot of screen time. And generally, when I say screen time, it's TV. They don't really look at the iPad ever. They just watch television. I swear, whenever Paige watches the iPad or like cranes her neck down, like she ends up getting a, a stomach ache or a headache or something. So we just don't really use it other than in the, in the car or at restaurants. But I do think that overall, just from what I hear, I think our kids get less screen time than most. So I I don't, I think we have good rules set for our kids when it comes to screen time. So that way we're really only allowing them to have an iPad or the television when we truly need it. For example, like I just said, in the car, which we just did a, what, 20 hour car ride. And they probably watched a total of two hours of of the iPad, which was amazing. Or, and I will say this, I always, I always used to comment on parents who did this, but we're now one of them at restaurants, especially when it's, you know, just the four of us or 
me, Nick, and another couple who, who doesn't have kids and we decide to bring the kids. I don't, whatever. If they want to watch the iPad and it's not too loud and it's not, you know, interrupting or ruining anyone's night, then so be it. I have no guilt over that whatsoever. I do have guilt for, you know, judging other parents for it before I had kids, for sure. I do think oh, during COVID though, they the kids watched a ton of TV and I did feel guilty about that. You know, on days when they were home and I had to work, for example, I certainly used the television as a babysitter and I did feel guilty about that but I really had no other option. And so that's another thing. I'm like, okay, do I have any other option? No. (laughs) Is there anything else that could be done? No. So in that case, I try not to feel guilty about it. If there's something else I could have done and I was still sticking them in front of the TV, then yes, I'd feel guilt. And don't tell me, oh, give them a craft to do because they're not quite at at the age where they're able to do any craft on their own. And if they did do it on their own, it would last five minutes. And then I just need the TV. I mean, it's really the only thing that works long-term. And when I say long-term, like two hours. So if I needed two hours to do some meetings back-to-back or get a project done, you better believe I'm putting that TV on. And I did not, I I felt guilty about it. But after really thinking about it, knowing that I had no other option, the guilt went away. So yeah, I think overall we have good rules in place when it comes to screen time. Uh, And I, I really don't have much guilt about it. No. Yeah, same. And I will, this is an opinion, Gina, but I think that the screen time is so effective when you need it because it is regulated. Do you agree? Yeah. Like if the TV was a free for all, it loses its sexiness, right? Like it, it's not, yeah, it's not going to be as effective when you need it. Um, And I will use need there as (laughs) just want. Um, It's kind of like food. If, 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 If sugar is a free for all, which it kind of is in our house. They don't want it as much, ultimately. Yeah. Like when they have sugar um, given to them, I mean, tr- certainly they'll eat it, but they're not like, oh, yes, I'm going to eat five of those, you know? It's kind of the same idea, I think. Anyway. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, yeah, I would say we're really good about screen time with our kids, too. And I, I guess that's an opinion. I don't. So please don't take this as me judging you. But um, <laughs> if you have different rules in your home. But our kids usually watch TV in the morning, like during the week, if there's 10 minutes and they're ready to go and I just have to throw on scrubs and brush my teeth, they can turn on the TV. Um, But really, it's if everything else is done. And then on weekends, they get up whenever they are capable of turning on the TV. Generally, it's at like seven. They'll get one to two hours in the morning till we're kind of like ready to start the day. And then in the evenings, the TV can go on after seven. But we typically they don't even ask until like 720 and they go to bed at eight. And I would say tablets and cell phones are just not a part of their routine. We don't even like, it's like one of the, I don't even bring it with. Like I, I don't cause I'm not that prepared. <laughs> um, yeah. So I won't say it's never, but it's rare. Um, and it's probably my phone more than a tablet. Again, we don't take car rides. So there's really no need for us. And we don't take our kids in public a whole lot, especially without other children that would entertain them. I don't know. So I think a lot of that's just circumstance that we don't use it a whole lot. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're both dietitians, of course. Do you have any mom guilt over the food choices or food, quote, rules that you've put in place with your kids? Or maybe the question is, do you have any regrets around food or nutrition that you wish you could go back in time and do over? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and we've talked about this before. I have very few food rules with my kids. And I would say, actually, my guilt sometimes comes in the opposite form. Guilt that I believe sometimes what they're eating is just unbalanced and I, but I don't want to start putting rules about food and in place for my kids. 
I do start to question my my intuitive eating approach with the kids sometimes. But honestly, I start to remember that my parents did something really well. And they, I think, raised me with, they didn't realize they were doing it, but with some of the intuitive eating strategies, there were very, very few food rules uh, in our house. Now, granted, I do remember my mom often saying things like, no, you can't have the sugary cereal, or if you're going to have, you know, Lucky Charms, you have to mix it half and half Cheerios. But you know what? That was just smart. Whatever. It's fine. She could have done it more stealthily, but whatever. I think overall, I was able to eat whatever. And uh, they always offered me plenty of nutritious foods as well. So I grew up with a very um, expanded palate. My, I, I pretty much ate anything and they offered me so many new foods and I appreciate that. But I, I do, for example, last night, it, they had, I mean, they had, if you just think about all the sweets they had yesterday, whoo, it was quite a bit. But I, wa- I don't want to be that mom that says, oh no, you know, when everyone else is eating, no, no, honey, you can't, you can't have that second popsicle. I just, and I think in the long run, it's going to make them better eaters and have a better relationship with food. But sometimes I do question it. Sometimes I do feel guilty about it sometimes, but I'm going to, I'm going to keep trucking along. <laughs> what about yeah, you? you know, we're we're a bit different on this. Um, but I mm-hmm. question my decisions around food too. And I don't I can't put my finger on what I would do differently. Uh, but I do wish sugar was on a bit lower of a pedestal for the children. Um but yeah, I guess I, I don't know what I would do differently. Time will tell. Um I will I will just tell you, like I three days in a row now, Mark and I are both like, okay, we need some vegetables in our life, like we need just to get out of the sun. I mean, there's just certain things where it's like too much of any, too much of even a good thing is just, you know, I watching the fireworks last night. I was like, I don't want a beer. Like I was listening. I like, nor I'm not one to turn down like a beer in a social situation, but it's just one of those where my body was like, I'm done. Like I felt like garbage. I felt bloated. Um, and yeah, I want my kids to, you know, start to recognize that as well. Um, and they, I, I will say, you know, even though I'm generally not saying no to my kids about having sweets or I do have rules when it comes to snacking. Like I don't let them snack right before dinner. And last night, actually, while we were watching the fireworks, it was 10 o'clock. I knew that we were going to watch the fireworks and go right home. And the the people we were with got out a bag of Oreos for their kids. And I, I did say, OK, you know, that's enough. Like Enough is enough. There is a, a time and a place. 10 o'clock, a half hour before going to bed, they're not having Oreos. And my kids did fine. They were just like, okay, I appreciated that. So I shouldn't say I have zero food rules. I don't like to call them rules though. They're more just like gentle guidelines, (laughs) gentle nudges. Yeah. And all the children are different too. Um, Shay would not poop for a week. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So... Well, clearly, I, I at least am really good at being hard, hard on myself. You're doing a much better job, it sounds like. But I think we all have places where we feel mom guilt, certainly, or parent guilt. Um, so what's something you feel particularly at perfectly at peace with or that you know other parents make him carry some guilt around um, that perhaps you just don't and you feel you're yeah. slaying that area? Uh, slaying it, right. I think going back to the work question, I have... I believe uh, I'm certainly at peace with my the fact that I that I work full time, and uh, I think if anything, this is this is interesting. I'm just thinking about this as I'm as I'm speaking. When I have work guilt, a lot of times my work guilt has to do with Nick, because Nick has 
such a stressful job. And I actually have more guilt over not being able to help Nick as much than I do have guilt over not being able to be with my kids as much. And I know that sounds so strange, but his, his job compared to my job is just like night and day. And I mean, my, my job is not necessarily very stressful. His is every day, very, very stressful. And so sometimes I wish I could give more to help him because I know he does so much to make it. So it's, you know, like equal, uh, both of us are doing equal amounts of work in the house, work with the, with the kids. And he does a really great job of that. But sometimes I wish that I could just do more to help him. Anyway, I don't know this. I'm totally going off on a tangent, but I just kind of thought about that. But I definitely am at peace with my with my work guilt that I maybe had a little bit when Paige was born. I know that working makes me a better mom and a better just person in general. I let's see. That's really I, I would say actually that's that's about that's about the only guilt that I feel completely at peace with. Aside from <laughs> the one time a year when I do work a lot. And that is coming up. It's generally from like August 15th to about a month, about September 15th or so, right after a couple of weeks after Labor Day, where I am working uh, generally from like 8am to 8pm for about 20 days in a row, including weekends. And again, my guilt is more for Nick because he has to take on so much more during that time, plus his stressful work. Uh, I do feel guilty for not seeing my kids as well, obviously, but that's really the time in my life where I feel guilt and I'm not at peace with that yet. But overall, my work guilt, I'm at peace with just that one month a year where I'm, I'll probably never be at peace with that guilt, truthfully. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think one thing I'm really good at and getting better at is coming to a place of grace around quality of time with my kids over the quantity Mm -hmm. Um, and also just kind of like the theme of, you know, this whole self-care series is that I am actually a better mom. And I see that when I prioritize myself um, as well and and finding a balance there. Um, Like I said, even when things pull me away in the evening, I look at like, again, I'm balanced on a day to day, not a week, not a month, but looking at everyday balance. Like I'm not a happy Mm -hmm. person if I can't see my kids. So how can I adjust my evening so that I can? Maybe it's ditching cooking or ditching a workout for that day or moving it around, or maybe I'll come home at lunch or do a walk. You know, I just, I'm strategic in that way. Um, But yeah, so I would say I prioritize myself and also, you know, just things, work, exercise, date nights, um, having that after school babysitter, time with friends, all of those things make me a happier person that allow me, I would say, to be a more present and um, just like having, yeah, that quality time with the kids. I, I have noticed, you know, I am not the yeller that I once were, was. Yay! Um, <laughs> I, I'm really not. And I, I can't, I don't know if it's the age that the kids are at and they're just more independent and we've kind of hit our groove. Um, but I just don't yell like I once did. It's it's really, our time together is so enjoyable. And just little things like Shay is just, her reading is booming and just being able to sit on the couch and like listen to her read it's just her reading. Yeah, it's it's just awesome. Like, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, cool. Anything else to add before yeah. mom wins? No, but I agree with you. Quality over quantity, 100%, which is why I have been really working hard. At, when the kids get home, I stop and I, and I try to give them, I know this is going to sound like not like a lot of time, but I give them, I try to give them 10 to 15 minutes of completely 100% quality time before I 
start to make dinner or whatever it is that's next on my agenda because they crave that even if it's 10 to 15 minutes. I know that it sounds trivial, but it's so, so important. And then we always do that hour of bedtime where we read books, play games. And I, and I do look forward to that. Yeah. And even it's like, this is so random, but your kids start to crave you too. If you pay attention, like the in-laws were just in. So grandma and grandpa were here and I could tell the kids were just, yeah, they're so excited. Grandma and grandpa, blah, blah, blah. So it was like for two days, like mom was kind of on the backseat, you know, back burner. I was just kind of in the background, you know, they had really stepped in and um, they just kind of take over, which is, is great. Come yesterday morning, both of them were like on me, like just literally laying on me and they just needed like some mommy snuggle time. And then they were, I mean, we took like a full hour of just like reading on the couch, hanging out, but I could, I could tell they needed that. And my in-laws recognized it too. They were like, they, they needed their mommy. I was like, yeah, I'm here. You know, like, you know, it's different when you have guests in town that anyway, blah, blah, blah. But Mm. it was, it warmed my mommy heart. Um, Yes. Cool. All right. So mom win favorite new product or recipe. Yeah. So I shared this on our Instagram page yesterday and actually the bachelorette Katie re shared our Instagram post, which was fun. I didn't say the, the ratios. So I heard, so Katie Thurston, who is currently the bachelorette was on a podcast. I don't remember which one it was, but I do listen to all those cheesy bachelorette podcasts. It's embarrassing, (laughs) but it's true. And I have no guilt over it. Um, and she talked about this, her new favorite drink, which is four ounces of an IPA, two ounces of grapefruit juice and two ounces of gin. So I did make that. And I have to tell you, it was quite delicious. I didn't get much IPA flavor. It's almost like the the grapefruit juice kind of took over the IPA flavor. So I think next time I might add a little bit less grapefruit juice, but it was very, very good and refreshing. I had a few of those last night. Uh, So I would definitely recommend that four ounces IPA, two ounces grapefruit juice, two ounces of gin. And I'm not really a huge gin fan, but it was, it was good. It was good. Yeah, it was good. I love that she shared your stuff. I was like, where did all these new followers come from? That's where it was from. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Awesome. Well, mine was a friend kept talking about balsamic chicken on the grill. And she's like, yeah, you got to marinate it in Ken's balsamic dressing, blah, blah, blah. So then I pulled um, pesto from the freezer and I use, you like angel hair. I like thick spaghetti. (laughs) I don't know. We're so different. I like Um, them both, but yeah. There's no going wrong with pasta. And then I threw like just some grape tomatoes and fresh mozzarella in there with like a handful of basil, just fresh basil. It was like a 20 minute meal and it was so good. So I'm going to share the link on my show notes, on the show notes. Yeah. Sounds delicious. All right. Well, coming up on July 18th, we will be dishing about summer meals, no stove or oven required. And of course, like we always do in July, we're going to be doing a goals follow-up, which is going to be a doozy. I swear (laughs) this year has gone by so fast. I say that every year, but I just cannot believe it's already July. All right. Until then, keep in touch with us on social media at Dietitians Dish Podcast on both Facebook and Instagram. And check out all of our episodes and show notes on our website, dietitiansdishpodcast.com. And of course, please tell your friends about us. They can find us on numerous outlets such as Overcast, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Pocket Cast. If you listen on iTunes, be sure to leave us a review. We promise it only takes a few seconds. All right, everyone. Until next time, be well. And Nicole, we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye, Gina. Thank you for listening for the podcast. Bye-bye. <laughs>